Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. I don't know if you've noticed, but I certainly have, that there's been a lot of problems with state-owned entities lately. And one of them in particular is uh, ESCOM. ESCOM has been unable to produce power and does not seem to have the capacity to to produce enough power for, for the country's needs. And uh, not only does they not have enough capacity to, to produce the power, but they don't seem to be able to run it as an effective uh, business. Now, the, the, we are chatting now to uh, Roger Lilly, who is an energy uh, analyst, and, and we want to pose the questions about why uh, ESCOM is unable to produce this capacity, and do independent power producers, producers have the capacity in it to assist ESCOM and ultimately assist South Africa? On the line with me is uh, Roger Lee. Roger, good day. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me to your show this afternoon. Thanks very much, Roger. Now, uh, you've you've had got a lot to say about uh, independent power producers, and uh, from from what I've seen in, in the public, there seems to be confusion around what exactly is an independent power producer. Am I one if I have solar on 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 my rooftop, or does it go further than that? What what are the differences between the various types? Okay, so yes, um, you have uh, consumers that produce their own power. And the technical term for them is prosumers. So they are producers of power and they are consumers of power. So we call them prosumers. Um, that's at the one end. So if you have uh, solar power, solar panels on the roof of your house, you are a prosumer. If uh, you are a business that is generating electricity for the sole purpose of selling it to the government, uh, then you are an independent power producer. Okay. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. So one is more of a hobby and I produce extra power, feed it back into the grid. And the other one is a proper business setup, which could be seen as competition to, to ESCOM. Uh, how do, how would ESCOM or how does ESCOM feel about competition in the market? ESCOM does not like competition in the market because it needs to sell every bit of electricity it can generate because uh, ESCOM is in financial difficulty. Um, and has been for a long time. Um, but at the same time, uh, Eskom is in a, a, a difficult position from a political perspective because its masters demand that it, doesn't, it, it stops load shedding. So on the one hand, yes, it doesn't like the competition. On the other hand, it doesn't like the pressure that it's getting from the government regarding load shedding. So it, it sees uh, independent power producers, in my opinion, as a necessary evil rather than a helping hand. Quite sad that because as as we know there there are many people who do produce their own own electricity the, the large mines and and so on. So Goldfields has an extensive uh, setup there, and would they be allowed to feed it back into the grid, or is there some sort of complication around that? Yeah, it's a very complicated affair. The South African wiring system was never designed uh, to have power fed back from points of load, as they are known, into the system. Uh, the system was designed sort of a top-down, if, if, if you can picture that, water running out of a tap into the basin and not from the basin back up into the tap, if I can picture it in that way. And so uh, putting power back into the grid is going to take uh, some technological changes to be made to the existing wiring infrastructure in South Africa. And obviously that's going to come out at a great cost as well. And 
there was also talk about splitting ESCOM up into the three separate divisions, uh, generation, distribution, and uh, what was the third one? Uh, distribution. Distribution. So what is, the, what is the, the problem around distribution? Does ESCOM own the grid and they're reluctant to, to upgrade it? Uh, there's a definite stumbling block to allow uh, independent power producers into the market. Is it is it just the grid, or uh, what what is the problem there? Okay, so um, let, let's start at the top. Dividing Eskom up into three separate entities makes a lot of sense and uh, is done in many countries in the world where uh, the generation of electricity is undertaken by government or partially government, partially privately owned organizations. In some countries like the U.S. and and Australia, they have completely private businesses that generate electricity. The grid, which is the transmission of of electricity, that's those great big power lines we see crisscrossing across the country on those big steel pylons, that belongs to Eskom and should continue to do so because it's a state-owned entity and the grid should be a state asset. However, from there on, it then goes into local municipalities typically, and the, and the municipality is then the distributor of the electricity to sell it to the end user, whether a small business or a big business or, or your home. Okay, right. So now, then, so if, if an independent power producer does enter the market, then you, we as the public wouldn't be able to buy electricity directly from them. It would have to be through through ESCOM, does the, do the independent power producers then sell the power directly to ESCOM or to the municipality? Well, again, that, uh, both options are possible. Um, if you have a very large scale uh, solar or wind farm, um, then of course you could sell that directly to ESCOM um, into their uh, transmission grid and it'll come out at the end of the transmission grid into various places in the country. Or if you're a, a smaller player, you might want to sell it to the local municipality and it'll only be used within that particular environment. Uh, so, so both are possible technically, um, but obviously it, it requires major changes to the existing infrastructure that we have in this country right now, which are not insurmountable, they're just expensive. Mm, absolutely. And yeah, the big question on, on, on everyone's mind is, is there enough capacity within the private sector to replace that lost generation, um, or the, also the, the shutdown of the coal-fired power plants, that's, that's got to all be completed by 2030. Is there going to be enough private power capacity to fill that gap? By 2030, no. Um, Eskom generates about 50,000 megawatts of power, Currently, the private sector is generating about 6,000 megawatts of power. So there's a, a big distance between the two numbers. Now, we, we, could have, we could have avoided load shedding had we not had the interference from uh, Eskom uh, earlier, a few years ago, uh, when it, it said that it could no longer afford to buy electricity from, from the private sector. And it was only because of government pressure that Eskom then suddenly decided, oops, we'd better start buying uh, power from independent power producers. And at the same time, the technology has uh, developed uh, very, very rapidly and costs have come down quite dramatically in real terms. So electricity is now available from the private sector at very affordable rates to Eskom. 
the problem that we now face is that where these plants need to be built uh, in order to get the best solar radiation or wind resources is often where the existing grid is the weakest because the grid, as I said earlier, was never designed to have power injected in it uh, from bottom up. And so there's a resistance now where Eskim is saying, hang on, guys, we can't allow uh, power to be injected into our grid because the grid might fail at that point because it's not strong enough to cope with the additional uh, input of power. And so, again, a, a development needs to happen and a whole thing needs to change. And so the, the, the modern grid that we, we will hopefully see in our lifetime will be what they call the smart grid. And this is a digitized grid. So this is controlled by computers and other digital equipment that allows power to travel in both directions under strict control. Um, and you and I would be the beneficiaries of that ultimately, although it's likely to mean uh, a fairly substantial increase in electricity tariffs, at least in the short term, to cover the costs for that major uh, infrastructural development. That is always the problem that the end consumer does face is a, a major increase in, in our tariffs. But, uh, at, at the, at the end of the day, I think the, the benefit will definitely out, outweigh, outweigh anything else. We do need power as, as South Africans. Uh, we need a boost in our economy. We need investment in our country. And that's not going to happen unless we see reliable power, uh, coming, th- coming through. And obviously through, only can happen through an upgrade in, in, in the grid controlled by ESCOM. Roger, thanks very much for that deep, uh, an- analysis. And we'll hopefully chat to you uh, ra- rather soon.